Welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. When it comes to effects pedals, Strymon is one of the most highly respected makers out there. Their products are not the most inexpensive. However, what you get for your investment is incredible. One of their top-selling pedals, perhaps their top-selling product of all time, is the device called the Big Sky. Calling the Big Sky a reverb pedal is like calling a Stratocaster a generic guitar. While the Big Sky does do reverb, of course, it does reverb in so many different ways with so many options that it can and does take time and experimentation to find and learn even a portion of its incredible capabilities. I'm certainly not getting everything out of mine, and I've owned it for over a year. The thing about the Big Sky is that it is marketed as a guitar pedal, when in fact it could do so much more, not just for guitars, but for other instruments or vocals or for mastering. In fact, many professional studios are using a Big Sky as an outboard device. Now, you can do this at home in your home studio. There are methodologies for it. The idea of how we add effects to recordings has really moved on to the concept of the plug-in. And Strymon has just announced their very first plug-in for the DAW, and that plug-in is the Big Sky plug-in. One of the complaints about the Big Sky pedal is that the interface is busy. And while you can save presets, when you move from one set of settings to another where you have not done a preset, those settings are lost unless you noted them down. Another concern that I hear is that there are controls that have no application to a particular sound set. And still the presence of all the knobs can cause some confusion for the user. Maybe I'm just dumb, but I've tripped over both of these issues more than once myself. The Big Sky plugin, however, is designed for the engineer, the mixer, the producer, and the mastering professional. And for you and I. It brings the power of that pedal directly into your digital audio workstation. If you're experimenting, and you should, if you try something out, say in the Shimmer settings and then jump to Coral or Plate, when you come back to Shimmer, everything that you had set in the plugin before is still there. The plugin remembers your settings for each of the different reverb options available, and I think there are over 12 of them. For someone like me who is constantly tweaking and experimenting on its own, this is amazing and awesome. The other element that I really think is brilliant is that the plugin changes its presentation of virtual knobs depending on what you're doing. While the virtual interface does look like a big sky pedal, the simplification in use is a huge win because it reduces the time to get work done. For people who are working on a project with a deadline, this time-saving opportunity is enormous. Some of the effects add things that don't exist in the physical pedal. For example, in the reflections mode, you actually see on screen a two-dimensional room shape tool so you can place things in your virtual room and also control its dimensions. If you've ever used one of the high-end reverb plugins such as Capital Chambers from Universal Audio, you know what I mean when I talk about placement. The ability to manipulate the placement of instruments and microphones is hugely powerful when it comes to dealing with reflective type reverbs. 
Now, as on the physical pedal, you can save presets, but you don't need to be a MIDI expert to have more than a few readily available. Because it's a plug-in, it can sit as an effect on an instrument track, or you can put it on its own bus and send to it, and use it like a kill-dry effect where you use the bus-level slider to control the distribution that you use of that particular tool. So you could use one bus and share that amongst multiple instruments. It's a plug-in though, so if you want different effects, different settings on different tracks, you can load it more than once. Now I'd encourage you before spending the money to try it out, and to do so, you can head over to strymon.net and download the seven day free trial. I think that's a great thing, but I have to be blunt, I'm not sure that seven days is enough to even get a good sense of what the capability in this amazing tool is. I do have some other thoughts though that I would like to share with you in the context of this podcast. Strymon says it includes AU, AAX, and VST3 options. As I am mostly a Logic Pro user, the AU route is the one that I would be taking. However, I've heard from some Windows users who are dependent upon the VST3 option that the plugin is very demanding of system resources, and I find that Strymon is offering not enough guidance in this area other than saying, well, if you're running a Mac, you need Mac OS Monterey or Big Sur, or if you're running Windows, you need Windows 10. And I did briefly try it on Windows 11 using PreSona Studio 1 version 6, but I didn't beat on it enough to give you a stamp of approval for Windows 11 at this point. And you will note that Strymon does not mention Windows 11 on their website. While I see lots of potential in this plugin, I already have spent money on a number of reverb plugins, including plates from EMT, plugins right from Lexicon, and organizations known for a long time as purveyors of true studio-grade reverbs. As I said, that money is spent. As a Universal Audio user, I also own both the Capital Chambers and Oceanway Studios plugins. They are designed to be superb reverb environments. And that's the rub. Not any one of them, or a combination of two or three, potentially hit the 200 US dollar price tag of the Big Sky plugin. As Strymon cannot yet sell digital downloads outside the United States, and as I live in Canada, if I chose to purchase it, I need to purchase it from a Canadian partner, and it's not hard, but after the exchange rate and a minor profit margin to make it worth the Canadian retailer's time, it's going to come close to $300 Canadian for a single plugin. For me, as a home studio-based recordist, that's outside my expense range. Strymon is clear that this is a studio-grade product, so perhaps Pro Studios would not flinch at this price point. But as I look at the early review pages, I'm not seeing any commentary from big studios. I'm seeing commentary from folks like myself, as well as professional musicians who have a substantial following, all expressing concerns over the pricing particularly since there is already a pretty decent investment having been made in plugins by people already. Strymon is a little late to the game in terms of plugins. I would have hoped that they would have been much more aggressive in their pricing strategy in order to get their product into the market. That said, if you are a Big Sky user and you want that power and flexibility in your DAW, this may be the only reverb plugin that you need. And if it delivers something that results in sales or traffic, 
it might find it pays for itself quite quickly. At any rate, I want to thank everyone for listening. Please consider subscribing to the articles and this podcast so you get notified when a new one is posted. Until next time, peace. Thank <laughs> you.